Happy hump day, everybody. We finally made it to the middle of the week. Man, the Terps are rolling strong, man. You got guys that's winning the wars. You got guys that's breaking records. You got guys that's doing everything they want to do. Maryland finally got their seventh win of the season, man. They well beyond bowl eligible. I'm excited to see what Maryland lands in postseason. Talia Tungavalois had a great year all day, all year. This guy has been lighting up the charts, man. He's a big 10 all-time passing leader. That's a huge honor for that guy, man. He came in from Alabama and came in rolling from the beginning to the end. Today's episode, we have a few guests. Usually I have one, but now we have two. JT, the chosen one, man. He's a streamer on kick. He's a highly, um, how do you say, streamer, man, that's well-known around the area, man, from D.C., man. A guy love ball, love Madden. I beat him a lot in Madden. But he loves video games, and he loves to talk sports, man, and I can't wait to get him on the show today. In a few minutes, so you guys can check him out. And also have my blood brother, George Middleton, join to talk about some turp ball today, man. So y'all stick around right after this intro. It was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive. And now I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fine offensive line, Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. They've definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. What's good? What's good? What's good? Oh, man, I'm excited, man, to talk about some Maryland ball today, man. But first of all, man, let's get into a little bit about you guys, man. JT, I start with you, man. JT, man, got the pretty setup on over there, man. A the nice mic. That mic is a little expensive. A lot of guys, I ain't even got that mic. Shout out to this guy. That's why he's a streamer and I'm not. But, um, man, let's talk a little bit about, man, your setup, man. Like, what's all that What's all that going on over there? Uh, it's just a lot of it's just presentation. Some of it's just to control the sound. Nothing, nothing too crazy, that, you know, but, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, I got my guy in the middle, man. My brother, George Middleton, man. My guy, man, is a huge Vikings fan. The guy been loving the Vikings, man. Let's talk a little bit about uh, that big performance, man. What did you think about the uh, Joshua Dobbs and those guys uh, Monday night? Tough one, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't a big performance. It, it, it was okay. It was okay. I wouldn't say yeah, a big performance. It was a down performance. Uh, Josh Dobbs, he, I mean, a little lackluster performance, but, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's called. It was good. He played all right, but it's all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. You know, uh, when I think about Maryland, man, I think about some of the greats, man, that came through Minnesota. Um, Madhu Williams. We uh, talk e. about E.J. Uh, e. Henderson, Aaron Henderson. Man, it, it's crazy. Maryland has a knack for going to Minnesota. Diggs. Oh, Stephon I'm, Diggs. Stephon yeah. Diggs. I mean, we're talking about all those guys, man, that go through Minnesota. And, I mean, I know, this, I know this ain't a Viking show, but Maryland has a lot of ties to Minnesota up in Minneapolis. So, but, man, but, man, once again, man, happy Wednesday to everybody. Once again, I appreciate y'all listening in on us, man. It's football junkies, man, and um, our gamer junkies and all that. We're going to get to all the new games. Modern Warfare 3 is out now, man. A lot of guys are playing multiplayer. Madden has already been out. So if you want some work, you can get it by any of us. But. Today we'll get into some Maryland talk, man. Maryland is seven and five, four and three in the Big Ten. It seemed like we was going all year to get that sixth win. Joe, talk about man, just what you saw for the first five weeks from Maryland, man. That's kind of been 
Uh, I would say it was just almost like they had their way. Any way they wanted, man, they was getting the win. It was blowing everybody out. Just talk about some of the things from your standpoint that you've seen out of Maryland the first five weeks. Uh, yeah, the first five weeks of the season, uh, it seemed like they was on a roll. Like, everything was just rolling. The play calling was good. Defense was showing up. The offense was moving well. Uh, was Talia, he was he was looking like a Heisman quarterback. <laughs> You're right about uh, that. Mike Lockley, he was calling. He always seemed to have the right play call, dialed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the defense was playing well. So, I mean, the first five first five weeks of the season went well for uh, Merlin. I, uh, I mean, I don't know what happened, you know, the what the last six weeks, but before we get to before we get to that big loss they finally took against Ohio State, which I would say was a very competitive loss, and that that one right there, I'll be happy about that loss. But we talk about the first five weeks. Let's first of all, let's, let's point out that was history in the making. Well, yeah. they they made they, when they got that fifth win, man. That was the first time they've been five and zero since two thousand one. And you know who's on that two thousand one team? You had lights out and all those type of guys on that type of team, man. You had guys that was really draft picks on that squad. So you know what that means. If they went five and zero this year. You got a lot of draft picks on this squad too. But yeah. I Hopefully think for, I think for, for, for Maryland up front, before I get into that point, JT, I'm gonna ask you a, a good question about winning. A winning when, when it when it when it comes to winning, what are some key factors to winning a football game to you? I feel like the key factor, the most important is to limit uh your turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um also ha- make sure that your third down as well as your fourth down, if necessary, your conversion rate is high. Yep. At least at least higher than whoever you're going up against. Yep, yep. I think and, those would be the two ones for me. One hundred percent, man. When you talk about taking the football, that's probably one of the most important things in football is the hitting yardage, which is swinging the field, which is coming from the kicking game, which is punting, kicking, all those type of things is is huge when it comes to field position and, and setting your offense or defense up in a great way to convert to get off the field or continue to move the field. And um. Another thing is fumbles and take care of the ball. That's another thing. And I felt like um, during the year, Maryland sucked at that. Maryland seemed to always put the ball on the ground at least once a game. And when we talk about winning winning games like that, early on the year, they was doing it, but it was very limited. And, yes. no, and it, it was no – it was no – I would say um, it's no secret of why they was 5-0. Those yeah. guys had everything they wanted. Yes, they started slow every single game for some reason. That, that drove me up a wall to see them – being a dog fight with Charlotte in the very first two quarters. It's like, what are we doing? This is Charlotte. No, no disrespect to Charlotte. This is a good yeah. team, but they putting out guys like Alice High Smith, Nate da- Nate Davis. They put out great players, but they, they don't compare to Maryland. Let's be real. And these guys well, they shouldn't compare to Maryland. Yes. And these guys stuck around and in the second half is like, oh, okay, cool. All right, let's 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 click it on let's go play yeah. some ball. And then they go start breaking heads. Like, why why take that long? And um as you say, man. That 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 was like almost like as we played against Charlotte, it was kind of scaring me a little bit. And I was like, oh, they go to into Big Ten play plan like this, but I don't know how, how they're gonna do this. Year. Then they go right to Michigan State. Roll oh, you get Virginia. Virginia, that, that's not Big Ten play. They they oh, rolled yeah, over yeah. them. They rolled over them. They go right to Michigan State. What they do to them, roll them over, roll yep. them over, roll them over. And then went on the I yes, and then went on to IU. Went road. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, like straight truck drive, knocked three out of the stadium. I mean, it was no more Hoosier in the building. I mean, it was crazy. And I was like, oh my god, we are up to something. We are five and zero. Yeah, this might have been the year for Merlin. That's what yeah. everybody was thinking. 
I mean, I, I mean, it was the most I, I ever seen any alums come out of the world works. Everybody rocking their Maryland hat. I'm like, right. bro. What, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm I'm a little bad wagon, but I mean, I still got support for my squad. But I mean, sometimes I had to take my hat off it over the past years. Like, ah, it's okay. I'm not a Maryland fan today. But this year, I was solely on Maryland every day. I was like, this the team. But they quickly, man, went on to to the horseshoe, played against Ohio State, and had a rude awakening. And where things yeah. where things can where things kept crashing down, and I feel like that was Maryland Super Bowl that uh, they they were hanging in there. It's just like by that the latter of second quarter, it just it kind of got away. Yeah, you know, and, mm. and and I wouldn't even say second. I would say second half it got away because the simple fact that it looked like Maryland was fatigued, it like yeah. Maryland gave it all they had. They threw everything at them, and it seemed like they 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 couldn't find a way to get out the slump. And it's saying like Ohio State getting powerful and getting more powerful and getting more powerful. And it almost felt like, damn, I remember those years playing back in Maryland and saying like it took one bad play for us and then the whole game was over. It was over for us. And it, it seemed like that's what happened with them. One bad play to let take a long sack on third and long, can't convert, get off the field, punt, and it just continued to roll. Third and three and out, three and out, three and out. Touchdown by them, touchdown by them, touchdown by them. And it just seemed like, whoa, what did the game just happen? Shift. You know what I mean? A more quick momentum shift. Yeah. George, when you watch football, man, when you watch football, when we watched Maryland this year, man, what are some of the things that stuck out to you that you seem like offensively was just like, mm, they got to get better here? Uh, Well, you could say the turnovers and sometimes the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Well, most mm. part of the offensive line. What do you think is offensive line? Do you think sometimes Talia back there holds the ball way too long? It could be both. I feel like if he had a better pocket sometimes, and then if he get rid of the ball a little bit faster, but sometimes the separation, the separation from the receiver, is not helping him. So he have to hold the ball, or he's gonna yeah. take the sack. Who's your favorite receiver for Maryland right now? Um, what is it? I forgot his name. What number wear? I think he wear. I think it's Taj. Taj. His name. He got a Taj something. Is it Tate Felton? Tate Felton. Tate Felton. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about Tate Felton. That's the best of big receiver. Made, I think he just went last off. Last week, he just made a little, a, a great catch, one handed catch or something. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my favorite receiver for Maryland, man, has got to be um, my boy, number one, Prather. Prather, man. Yeah, Kaden Prather. Man, he, 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 he's he been on fire, man. He's been on fire. Josh, man. Kind of quiet the last game, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of quiet. But yeah. it was definitely kind of quiet. Felton, uh, Felton took over the charge right there. Hey Josh, when, when what is something, man? When it comes to play calling, are you a big run the ball on third down type of guy? Third and medium. Situational. So if it's like third and medium, yeah, I, third, third and medium. medium uh, third yeah. and medium is between like five and seven. Between four to seven, it's like third and medium. Yeah, I would definitely run the ball in that situation, if depending on the situation. Um, but yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that at all. Cause I know, I know, Loxley, Mike Loxley has got a lot of backlash this year about running the ball on third and seven, opposed to throwing the ball where um, it should have been a thorn, thorn down. And I've talked to many people that came on the show, man. I have Dante Trader come on, I've had Antoine Littleton come on, and all these guys. I was talked about how do you feel about, especially Littleton, how do you feel about running the ball opposed to throwing the ball on third down? And Trader gave me something that. A lot of people don't understand. As fans, like he said, as fans, they don't understand what our play calls are. They don't understand what we see out there. They don't understand why we make the calls we make. And I said, I like that you say that because a lot of people that have watched this game of football, they watch for just excitement. Oh, where's the big play at? And it's like, oh, this is just through the ball, got the first, that would have been a big play. But sometimes the big play is the run. And sometimes mm-hmm. they don't understand running the ball is about angles. And um, clearly, 
I guess I forgot who they played against. I think it was Illinois when they ran the ball on third and medium when they should have thrown it. They say the fans say, and they like, well, why why wouldn't we? Why why didn't I throw the ball? Well, when we seen this look previously all through the game, it was open, and this time we ran the ball, it was still open, but it comes down to what poor execution, not blocking. Yep. Every man a, a doing their job. A guy running yeah. the wrong route. A guy that's not. Uh, running his man off the ball so he can chase him, think it's a pass when it's a run, <laughs> all that. So um, all that comes into the IQ of a play. You know what I mean? And um, I think fans lack that. Um, but, man, overall, man, I think the first five weeks of the season, man, Maryland has showed things that they have never shown in a long time, man, since 2001, man. It was an right. incredible performance, man. And losing at home against Illinois was um, – Something we was all disappointed in. I think that was a win that should have been easily on the chart as a dub. It should be eight and five right now, but right. we're sitting at seven to five because of that loss. But overall, man, it seemed that Maryland struggled. Man, they struggled to find that sixth win. Man, it was going on and on and on, and just kept taking losses and losses. And then James Franklin came and put a real big one on them. Uh, I think Penn State put a big one on them, and I know that's a statement game for Franklin. Always Penn State Maryland never liked each other. Josh. I'm going to ask you, by the way, JT, real name is Josh. Josh, I'm going to ask you this question here. What, why do you think teams, when they lose, when they lose, seem to continue to lose and not figure out how to get back to what helped them win in the first place? Um, I think one of the things could be maybe whatever the scheme was when they started the game or when they started the season, um, they may feel that it's broken. So then they kind of deviate away from everything that they probably had prepared for during the spring. And so in the middle of a course of a season, now you're work, you're dealing with a transition, um, which also has to do with switching up personnel to better fit your play calling to execute those plays. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And what, what you think there, George? Also, I think it's a lot more film that, uh, other, that uh, other teams have to uh, watch. So right. they pick up on they pick up on the little stuff that uh you've been practicing and the stuff that you've been running repetitively, but just flipping it up a little bit. So I feel like right. I feel like the uh the film the more film on the team that they have is putting them in a better position to defend it. Okay, I I I, I agree with that. I feel like I feel like do you feel like Maryland's been really really uh George? I'm actually do you feel like Maryland has been really repetitive this whole year, like far as they play call? I think it's been simple. I don't think. I, I, yeah, I think it's I'll, simple. Yeah. I think it's simple, I but I think it's. Simple, yeah. I would say simple. I don't think they had a tendency of running the same thing over and over. I think they yeah. was running X and O's, the basic plays, and they was just converting and being really well, doing really. It was really good at doing the simple things. Yeah. And we know in football, people that do the small things over and over and over really get good at the small things, and those become big things. And yeah. I feel like that's what Maryland got great at in the first five weeks at doing the simple things, running the ball, blocking, uh, pitching and catching, man. Routes on air, basically having an open catch, man, catching those and, and, and bringing those balls and ironing all the way through, tucking away, clawing it all the way to the top and all the way to the ground, making sure no one could punch it out. All those small things, and they slowly ran away from that towards when they started going their little losing strike, uh, losing cycle. Sure. Um, I think that forced away from it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. they was forced away from it. But yeah. once again, I, I can say that's forced, forced away from it, but are they? Because th let's think about the Philadelphia Eagles here. That, yeah. took, that 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 touch push thing on fourth and one. You know everybody, and every, everybody, and mama yeah. in the stadium know that play is coming on fourth and one, and it still works, and and still works. So, I don't believe the thing of being forced out of it. You just got to make it work. 
and it's up to you and you and you to make that work. Every it's a man play doing call. their job up front. And, yeah. and so we can blame the play call all we want, but if the play has worked before, it can work again. And my thing is you got to make sure that you have the wheel inside to make that play. But Yeah, but the touch push, that's that's a one-yard game. So yeah. it's, like, it's not really a flashy, explosive play. It's just yeah. to get a dirty dirty one-yard game. Yeah. Yep. Dirty, dirty, For dirty sure. So Maryland went on, man, and they and they got the, they got their sixth win, man. Got bowl eligible against Nebraska, man, on the road, man, against against a team that played really hard, man. I mean, they shuffled quarterbacks back and forth, man, that game, and uh, found a way, man, to to play. I mean, play a great game. We played against a guy, a guy that transferred from Georgia Tech that come from a triple option offense, a guy that's known for running and using his legs. And they had a starting quarterback that went out that was more of a pocket passer. So I was actually scared about that pot, that guy that came in, man. I forgot his name that came from Georgia Tech. He was a scrambler, man. I'm talking about Maryland don't do well with guys that can stay in place, the guys that can move around the pocket because it just seems like the whole coverage just breaks down everybody open. And I, I, it blows my mind. So when he came in the game, I was like, oh, my gosh, like not this guy. I mean, coming from the office he came from, he's going to run, run, run. We're going to start trying to chase everybody against him and everybody going to be wide open. But Mariner played really good, man. He was able to get a dub and get that six win, man. It was unbelievable because it's finally they got that six win. I said, ah, we did. We're going to go on bowling. Now we're going to get to the big game. Last this past Saturday, man, they went on the road up to Piscataway to take on New Jersey, New Jersey Rutgers Knights. Actually, that's crazy. I used to be, I was close to going to that school out of recruiting too. I mean, I got to give it to wow. Shannon. That, that was one of my favorite schools, man, between uh, Auburn and uh, – Auburn, Ohio. That was Auburn, Florida, and Rutgers. It was my top three. And Rutgers, man, I think they visit and everything. Yep. If Maryland wasn't it, I was definitely going to Rutgers, man. I loved it. But uh, Shiano, man, he was a, he was a guy, man. He was a fucking guy. But uh, shout out to Shiano, man. But let's protect the show today. But Maryland, man, um, we went up to went up to Rutgers, man, and uh, took on uh, Greg Shiano's Knights, man, and um, came away with a huge win. Man, when you when you look at that score sheet, man, you look at that that forty two, I think it was forty two to twenty four victory over Rutgers, man. What what do you what do you think about that, Josh? When you look at a big a big differential in score like that, like what what is something to come to your mind, man? After you looking at some of the statistics, the, the, and the first thing to come to mind just by glancing, not really going in detail, but glancing at the stats, Maryland had to have dominated at something, whether it was running the ball. Whether it was passing, I feel like even if it, if you if no one watched the game, you're gonna know they won this game because they just dominated doing something, and it turns out it it was the passing. So, yeah, yeah, yep. And, and, and you hit it right on the nose, man. Talia took control of this game, and Talia knew. As after talking to a lot of his teammates, everyone talk about how Talia is almost like a Russell Wilson in the building. He's like really, really just so locked in, man, to the point that he loves everybody. He's for a friend, but he's about he's about his work. And that dude coming in every day ready to work, man. He's is no one in the building is more hard on hard on himself than himself. You know what I mean? And um, that's why he's continuing to get better, better, and better. And there's things that irks me about him, but he seems to always find a guy that's open. Um, we look at some of the key things to you, George, that sticks out to this Maryland versus Rutgers win, man. This Maryland win over Rutgers, I would say. Uh, he spoke. He spoke about the passing game to a uh, well, Talia. He completed 24, 31 passes. Which means he took well, well care of the ball, and he also threw for three hundred sixty-one yards. So that's pretty mm-hmm. good. And yep. you can't, you can't, you can't skip. I mean, you can't miss out on a run game. They rushed for well, yep. he rushed for one hundred thirteen yards. So yeah, the for offense sure. was clicking. For sure. And, and, and what I think, what I liked about Talia this game, man, he was very decisive where we want to put the ball at. 
He knew where he was gonna be open. He 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 looked. He went through his pre-snap reads, man. He looked through all the things. He looked safeties off. He was getting guys open by using his eyes and being able to be well prepared to know where he's going. Soon the ball was snapped by just looking at the defense before he snapped the ball, which is called pre-snap read. And um, to to live play like a pro today, man. I mean, play like a pro Saturday. And I think, man, that the sky's the limit it. for this guy. You can see it in his performance. I mean, like he hadn't passed less than 200 yards since the loss to Ohio State. So yes. definitely moving forward, he had something on his shoulder where, you know, his expectation, he was not accepting anything lower than what he's been able to do for these past, the the, the second half of the season. So when you look, hey, Josh, I'm going to ask this question to you because you, you you really love, you love Brady. You love everything about Brady. You're one of those Brady, Brady fanatics. Ah, it kills me. <laughs> but when you look at Talia, man, you look at some of his decision making, I'm not comparing him to Brady, but you know Brady's been one of the best. Mm -hmm. What does Talia distribute in his characteristics as far as a quarterback in comparison to a great quarterback on the next level? I wouldn't say Brady, so, but so, what he so, doesn't need. So what I'll do, I'll do you one better. I can compare him to Brady when Brady was with Michigan, right? Okay. Um, Brady, what you know, it one thing that I see with 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 the both is the work ethic, right? Yeah. When Brady was with Michigan. What ultimately led to him being six, seven-time champion, whatever, MVPs, is the work ethic, right? And so I feel like um, as long as, you know, he continues to to grind, like you said, he's the one in the, biz in, in the building about his business. As long as he keeps that up, you know, it's going to transition to the NFL and it's going to get him far now to say to the levels where Brady, who knows, possibly, but, you know, going into – the next level where things is going to get faster and more yeah. difficult for him. Um, that's a head start that he already has. Like I said, you could just look at his stats for the season and tell that this guy, for this to happen, he's putting work in. Even when we yeah. did the tour, I got we saw him and, and the other guys, I'm assuming uh, his receivers, you know, yeah. no doubt they was putting in work even on the offseason, you know, outside yeah. of practice. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. going to be something that he has to do in order to reach heights that Brady has, has reached and surpassed. And, and you couldn't have said it no better, man. And like I said, that game right there was a great way to not only go out as a guy, but to go out in Maryland history like that, man, yeah. in a way where you broke yeah. a record and you go out with a blowout win, man, where, 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 where it was the last, last regular game for Maryland, man. And we're going to talk about postseason a little bit later in the show. But Talia, man, this guy is definitely one of the best quarterbacks to come through Maryland program in a long time, at least from my playing career and probably way before that. I mean, he broke every record in the Big Ten for passing passing yards, man. I mean, this guy's the best best quarterback in the Big Ten history, I guess, right now. And um, and, would, you and, say, and would you say he's the best quarterback in Maryland history right now? I would say he's definitely the best quarterback in Maryland history. There's no one ever came close. I mean, you got Sean. I mean, you got Sean Hill. I mean, other than that, I mean, you had C.J. Brown, and I mean, I love C.J. Brown when he was there. And I love uh, Caleb Bro. I love Perry Hills. Those guys were battlers back to back when we played. And those guys were some tough, tough dudes. But yeah, when it comes to gave, when it, when it comes to headaches, yes, when it came <laughs> to production, it was a lot of inconsistencies there, and um, that's where Talia picked up that slack at. Man, he came in and uh, he was for the most part was very consistent, consistent with a lot of things he done, and I, and that's and I got to get my take my head off to Rutgers, man. They've been a really good team all year. They got, those guys have been very efficient. I mean, they had one of the running backs that I labeled it. I think on my uh and my running back rankings, my running back rankings early this year, I ranked uh. 
uh, Kyle Maganagi. I'm sorry if I missed his wrong name wrong. As one of my top five running backs in the Big Ten, that guy is, is a workhorse man. Man, that guy gets after the running back. I mean, he he got 118 yards on Maryland. I mean, he he had a hundred hundred yard game, and he did a great great job for him. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough for him. Maryland was just a better team that day, but um, a, a way better team that day. I mean, the quarterback sucked that day for Rutgers, man. I mean, it, it was pressure on his face, man. 13 for 34. It was a bad day for him, man. Um, it just seemed that he couldn't find it, but it was a take my head off the Maryland man. They played a hell of a job on defense, man. Yeah. Guys, and say, um, my boy Tarheep Steele, Dante Trader, I mean, Hippolyte, I mean, Jay Sean Barham, I mean, all those guys, man, was key pillars to that defense, man. Have a successful day to keep those guys at 24 points. And uh, Hemby, man, all those carries in the backfield. I still believe Maryland has the best triple threat running back set in the Big Ten. There's no one in the Big Ten that have three great running backs. Kobe Bryant. I mean, uh, not Kobe Bryant. What's his name? Kobe McDonald. Kobe okay. McDonald. Roman, Roman Hemby. Antoine Littleton. Littleton, a big bruiser. Um, McDonald is a shifty, fast one. Hemby being a Mr. Do-It-All. He has hmm. two and one. I mean, we have the best trio set in the Big Ten. I mean, Illinois have a great set. Penn State House have a great set. But we have three. I think we had the best back group and they got I'm Michigan too. They got a they got a two head. They, they got they got a two head monster too with those two guys and um uh what's that Corm and uh Mick, I'm gonna be the dude? best running back in the big. Team. It's, it's Corm and what's the other guy name um, um Mick, uh the guy with the dreads uh they, yeah. I think he's pretty pretty good player too, but uh for the most part uh, I mean it's only a few teams in the Big Ten that have a great duo to trio set and Maryland being one of them. And one thing that sticks out sticks out to me, man, as we look at it, is more so. Um, the intertwined details of winning and losing this game. I look at Maryland had the ball for 59 times, man, 50 times, 59 plays, and Rutgers having the 79. They had the ball 20 more plays than Maryland, man, and was not able to get points on the board with those yeah. extra 20 plays to tie that game up. Yeah. Um, the third down conversion, they actually did really well. It was over 50%, 66% um, conversion rate on third down, which is really good. I mean, yeah. it's really good. So over 50% of third down conversion is really good. That's giving yourself a chance to extend plays, but it just wasn't finishing drives. Yeah. And then uh, one thing that knocked me all year, man, is the turnover from Maryland, man, when it comes to fumbling. They seem to always put the ball on the ground every single game. I asked, I asked DJ Glaze last show. I said, DJ, do y'all work enough boss security things in private? He said, well, we always do that, man. We do that all the time, man. The receivers are always working. So why is it always a ball on the ground then? Why is it always a ball on the goddamn ground then? Because every damn game, man, it's always a goddamn ball on the ground. I'm getting, I'm getting sick of it. Because I mean, how the hell are we going to win a game in the postseason putting the ball on the ground? Because we get a guy, if we get a team like, I don't know, a good team like Stanford or anybody that doesn't put the ball that plays very fundamentally sound, that's the shit that gets you beat in college football. Those are small things that get you beat. I don't want to get hype on my own show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if I blew your car speakers out today, but Man, we got we to gotta demand better between us, man, to to want to win, man, to not put balls on the ground. They lost one fumble. Talia gave a one interception. Rutgers lost no fumbles but threw an interception. They lost, the, yeah. they, lost, they, lost, they lost the turnover battle with negative one, man. There's a negative one, man. So Rutgers plus one on them, plus one on the turnover battle, man. They, they was able to get one steal away from those guys by recovering that fumble. And Rutgers not putting a fumble on the ground. So – that turnover battle, man, if it came down to that, man, Maryland would have lost the game due to those turnovers right there. Those little small things like that could win or lose a game. Yep. And then you talk about the time possession, man. Ruckus controlled the yep. whole yep. game. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Controlled the whole game with 34 minutes in the game. Maryland only yeah. having 25 minutes. How was this a big blowout like that? Maryland converted every time he got the ball. Maryland made sure they they, they didn't need all those plays to, to, to score. They made sure they put the ball in every time he got the ball and made sure they decisive of who they wanted the ball to go to and made sure they made it account. Yep. That's how you go 20 plays less and making sure that you don't have to use 79 plays to try to win a game. <laughs> Rutgers yeah. used 79 plays and still couldn't get 30 points. And, right. and, and that's crazy to me. And um, as we move on, man, it's the fun time of the year, man. We talk talking about Big Ten honors, man. So talking about some of the guys, I mean, uh, made me think about back when I had my little Big Ten honors. I couldn't wait to get that, though. That's man, that was that was the life. We talk about some of the guys, man, that is well deserving, man. I think they should have been at least third team. Yeah, uh, Bria Braid, man, that guy right there is kind of a safety slash linebacker to me, man. He's a hybrid. He's a guy that's coming downhill, man, making plays in the run game, man. He's a very physical safety slash linebacker. Easy seeing him like a Cam Chancellor type of guy. Then yeah, Jay Sean Barham, man, was a guy I really liked this year. He was a he was a big he was a big stout linebacker, man. A guy that made a lot of plays, great with his eyes, but sometimes made some mistakes. Man, had bad eyes, but most for the most part, man, he made a lot of great plays, man, and um. I think that that was huge for him this year, man, making that. And then you have uh, Fuller, man, a D-lineman was also as well. And another guy I actually like, man, you might like him too, was Shepard, man, number three, the cornerback for Maryland with the dreads. I don't know if you remember watching him play, but, man, he was very solid this year, man. He was a guy who was very, very solid, man. He was literally no fly zone, man. It was a lot of plays that been getting caught on him. He's really good. And then you have uh, Wislocky. Uh, uh, receiver man, it was a, a great, great threat for them as well. Then you come in with the third team, all team, all Big Ten man. Ruben Hippolyte man was a huge contribution, a leader on defense. A guy that played backer man, he was huge for them. Uh, he was all over the place, man. Him and Barsham, Barham together, man, was a great duo set. Second team, all team, all pro. I mean, second team, all Big Ten, Tari Steele. Veteran guy, love his yeah. game, man. Still was a veteran guy, big body. Him and Trader back there was the book and safeties, man. And uh, they had that stuff on lock, man. They had it on lock back there. And um, I gotta take my head off to those guys. And then, of course, we talk about the wrecking breaking season for um, Talia. Yeah. Talia, man, um, he broke the pro, he broke the passing record this uh, this this past Saturday. We all know, man, and uh, well deserving. Was a guy that, uh, like you said, once again, like JT said, a guy that has worked at it. Whereas guys who work, work, work. He has broke the record, man. He sits right now currently at eleven thousand two hundred fifty six yards. He just passed Curtis Printer, a former Purdue uh, Purdue quarterback, great man. Um, and um, I know uh, that former quarterback is patting his back, man, for uh, for for Talia, man. That he's happy they finally got passed, man. And uh, yep. that's all about, man. Football evolving, evolving, evolving. Everybody getting better and better. And um, right now, man, uh, Maryland sitting in a great spot, man. Being seven and five, they kind of right in the middle, where a lot of things could be a lot of moving parts. They can kind of be in a warm spot or a cold spot. But right now, a lot of bold. As we look at bold mania right now, where it gets kind of little, gets it gets a little get a little frisky right now. Maryland's looking on. Maryland right now, prediction is right now at 7-5. It's looking to take on either Utah, which is a great ball club that would stay 8-5, uh, I mean 8-4, or a 7-4, which is Maryland's record, ball club of USC. And both of those guys are great teams, man. Those are two great teams on the Pac-12 side, man, uh, which is a highly passing league side. So, I mean, uh, if they take on any of those teams right now, that passing game is definitely going to be something at a premium in that game because Maryland passed the ball. And the USC and Utah passed the ball. So, yeah. um, uh, what do you think about play USC though? 
yeah, man. We I'm about to say when you see when, when when we talk about these predictions, man. Do you feel like Maryland should have won more games this year, man? Before we even talk about this bowl game, you think they should have been at least? What was your prediction right now based on how they started? What do you think Maryland should be sitting right now as we making these bowl predictions, record wise? You can go, Josh. Go first. Um, honestly, just because I've seen how the each game kind of played out, um, I would say they probably should have. I would have assumed they would have had at least eight, eight wins in the win column for the season, as opposed to seven. But I think they're where they're supposed to be. I'm gonna be honest. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, just looking looking back at the schedule, I just feel like the games that they won already was good games. They they should have won those. And I see that Illinois game in the uh, Northwestern. They should have won those. So that should have been what nine. Yeah, man, I think they should have beaten Northwestern and Illinois, man. That should have easily been a nine-game season. Yeah, for sure. They took Michigan to they took the mission to the brink. So that was close. That was close, man. That should definitely been a win as well, man. And um, well, I want to say it should have been a win. That was one of the ones we could say okay about because yeah. Michigan was the number three team in the country. That was I was close to being an upset that day. I mean, right. Harbaugh would have been at home right now, like drowning himself in uh milk. I heard he loved milk and steak together, so he'd been drowning That's himself right. in some milk right now, uh, calling his brother up in Baltimore. I gotta get away from Michigan, but uh, that's another. That's another Probably point. Need to get away. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, he's breaking all these rules. But um, right now, man, they're looking to go participate in the Las Vegas Bowl, man. That that'll be something for the guys, man, to better go out to Las Vegas and probably be in a little warmer temperature. What's the temperature out of Vegas? I mean, I'm not sure. Do it be warm out there? Is it warm out of Vegas? It's It'll hot, yeah. It's it gets hot. cold, so though. It gets cold, actually. Don't get cold. So I don't know if it's get cold this time of the year or December. Oh, it Cause it's like a pre, this is like a pre-Christmas bowl. So I'm I like, think during the day it. is warm, but at night it's cold. Okay, so I'm assuming they're probably gonna play a oh. Legion Field. Probably gonna play a oh, Legion cool. Field. Not cool. cold. Yeah, cool, cool. They in the desert, man. Well, I, I, I was, I was, I was back when we played. We had the Las Vegas Bowl because every time we play and we won only six or seven games, we was going to Detroit. the Quick Lane Bowl, Detroit, like Detroit or San Francisco, <laughs> and it was always used to be cold. In the Buffalo spots, we had to go visit Alcatraz. I gotta say, both games are pretty fun, though, bro. Like, you get to get like a little cash. They get a little. They get a little games. I always want. I mean, my favorite bowl. I always want to go to the PlayStation game. Then the PlayStation. Uh, oh. what's it? It called? PlayStation. It was, well, I forgot who the PlayStation game is sponsored by. Whatever game that was, it was a. Uh, I think it was like the ch- playoffs. I think it was the playoffs. It was a PlayStation Sugar Bowl. I don't know what it was, but whatever game is possible by the PlayStation, which has had to be like the top four teams in the country. Yeah, you had to play. Like, and they give bro. like game consoles to the players. Yes, yeah. bro. Damn. Like you get, the, you get the game consoles. That's just the PlayStation joint. That was. Oh my god, bro. We got a fat head. Oh, I give God. Ah. And a sweatsuit and say, "Have a good game, buddy." That was oh. it. I was like, man, this has got to stop, bro. We got to win better games. Then we went on yeah. to Detroit. I was like, okay. And we, we went to San Francisco, bro, playing the uh, Foster Farmer Bowl. I was like, this is about to be dope. They gave us like $250. When they go see Alcatraz, we got to see where all these criminals escaped in the water that was freezing cold. I'm like, wow, that's pretty dope. But uh, yeah, we had to go walk around the jail cells, kind of see like El Chapo where he buried his money and all that. Oh, Alcatraz yeah. like on duty? Yeah. Alcatraz. That's, oh, that's Alcatraz. a real place? The little, Alcatraz. The little island? I, I, I don't know about that. No, Alan, Alcatraz is in South of San Francisco. It's like a jail. So uh, it's a penitentiary. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, in the middle of this, in the middle of the ocean, like middle of the yeah. world. That's so the, call, the Call of Duty Resurgence map. I mean, yeah. I ain't mean to go back there, but yeah, that's the Alcatraz. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh wow, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, Alcatraz is a real, it's a real jail. It's a real jail. I don't look like Call of Duty, I guess. But yeah, as we talk about the games, man, Josh, man, as we talk about the games, and I know a lot of guys that's gonna play bowl games, gonna probably get some type of games and video games. You are the professional kicker. You used to be a Twitch. You formerly known as a Twitch streamer, man. You moved up and beyond, and now not only just affiliate, you're a partner with Kick. Let's talk yeah, about that, man. You know. So verified the partner is what I'm chasing, but okay. Um, yeah, I just made the switch because the platform is just taking off. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like the logical thing to do. Um, and yeah, you guys, you know, y'all be on my streams when we were gaming, different games and stuff like that, and I'm just seeing results quicker than I did on, over on Twitch. So, hundred percent. When you talk about games, man, what what why do you like gaming so much? Like, what is it about gaming that just draws you to always have the gaming? Mine, so all day. I'm competitive, right? 100%. I, I like, I like, I like winning, and then I like, I like knowing that I beat somebody because I outthought them. I like, like making, like I don't want to just beat you. I want to beat you and make you feel stupid. I want to outsmart you. I want to make you not want to play the game no more. I want to make you look out for me. Yeah. <laughs> This guy here, oh my God! If anyone ever hearing this, man, definitely please email me at uh, under the shell md at gmail.com if you want any inquiries on playing me, myself, or I. Oh my bad, I meant to say me, George, and JT. Let me know if you want to run those games because man, this guy's a serious well, gamer, man. Call of Duty stats, man. So when we talked about man, you know, Modern Warfare Three just came out. First of all, what do you think of the game? You think they did a good job on like? I think they did a good job uh, modernizing it, bringing because everything that's on there is pretty much the same content that was on the OG Modern Warfare. Yep, two, but not three, but two. Modern Warfare Two. Um, yeah, it's basically a remastered version. That's how I look at it. Um, but yeah. Okay, George, man, when you say one of your favorite games, show one of your favorite games to play. Uh, shit, I grew up playing man. So that's got to be one of my fun, one of the uh, best games out. And uh, currently, two K, two K has been in my uh, group too. I've been playing a lot too. Now I'm thinking about how yeah. can we run. I got, I got to run some type of thing when I get all these Maryland fans on on this Twitter site, man, to to to, to drop their gamer tags. We can have one big tournament and Madden, or That'd even lit. or 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 we start some type of um or big ass war zone. Uh, oh, Warzone, War, uh, Warzone, something like that, man. We get guys. I'll make sure I put this out there, man, and get some people like dropping their tags, either PSNs or the or the Xbox tags, to get this running. Josh, man, what, what's 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 one game this year, man? That you super excited about, man? That came out this year. Um, man, um, I think I may, I think I oh guess. yeah, the the Spider Man game, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll. Guys, coming on the show, man. I appreciate you guys. If y'all ever want to run it, man, please drop y'all PSNs or Xbox login tags, whatever you want to call it, to the email or my social medias. Josh, social medias at JT the Chosen One. I repeat, Josh is at JT the Chosen One. Please check out his stream at Kick. That will be Kick.com forward slash JT the Chosen One. I repeat, that will be Kick.com forward slash JT. You know what it is. The chosen one, and we have George in the middle, man. You can always check him out on socials, man. At a Lil underscore underscore, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. A Lil underscore underscore, and you always can catch me, Team Gray, Team Gray, on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and by the way, check out my new TikToks, man. It's just going 
Oh yeah, my guy right there. So he put it right there. Make sure y'all yeah, yeah, right, right there. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> Once again, man, fellas, I appreciate y'all coming on to the show, man. The show's been thanks for having amazing, me, bro. Man. It was fun, man. And uh, anything y'all want to say to leave off the show tonight or today? Uh, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hopefully, in the future, you know, I could be back on and 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 go Terps for yep. sure. Same as same as go Terps. Uh, look forward for us to get a. Uh, I say us because I grew up a Merlin fan. Look forward for us to get a uh, dub in the uh, bowl game. Oh, that we go yep, to. Yep. Yeah. And y'all, y'all heard it from them. Appreciate you, fellas. Be safe. Thank y'all for joining in, man. Once again, it's hump day, man. We almost there to Friday, man. I got a great show coming at the end of the week. Man, please go like, subscribe, man. Go download these episodes onto Apple Podcasts, man. Make sure I continue to check them out, man. It's, uh, I love doing these shows. I love connecting with you guys. Man, once again, I love hearing your feedback. Please go download these shows. Later this week, I have a great show from a player that's currently playing right now. I think I would love to hear from him. I want to thank JT the Chosen One, man, taking the time out of his busy schedule, man. He loves streaming, man. I had pulled him away from the game console to come talk to you guys about winning, man, what it takes to win a game, things that makes you lose, all that, man. And also having my brother George Middleton coming on, talking about, man, some of the key factors, some of the statistics that goes into winning and losing, things that he saw early this year, man, and things that just didn't line up, things that he saw that gave them obviously a way of, okay, this could be this way and this could be that way. This could how Maryland can really go get a win. And we've seen how some things went up and down for Maryland. But once again, man, I'm your host, man, D. Gray. Man, Derwin Gray, whatever y'all want to call me, man. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. And most importantly, man, man, don't be a stranger. Go over there, man. Send me some emails. Let me know what y'all think, man. Peace. It was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive. And man, I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fight offensive line, Derwin Gray did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me.